Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. S is on my forehead is for Simmons. It's not for stupid. Okay. You know, sometimes being an only child is very difficult. Mm -hmm. And a lot of mother-daughters lots of times are jealous of each other. What an exciting development has been made after months and months of talking about this. To the inaugural episode of Mommy Dearest, a deep dive into the mother-daughter relationships of Bravo celebrities. Uh, we had to start it. Well, join with me, of course, <laughs> Megan O'Donnell. We're doing this in tandem with each other, so you can um, listen to this on both of our feeds. We're, you know, one and the other. You'll you'll catch it. You'll find it. Okay, <laughs> you'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we had to start with a heavy hitter. And we had to head down to Dallas, Texas, to talk about one, uh, DeAndra Simmons and Mama D. Wow. Yeehaw! <laughs> <laughs> I've been really wanting to do that <laughs> for a while. I've got a, got a cowboy hat on. I'm, I'm ready. I've got my spurs on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to line dance the moment we get off of this call. <laughs> Oh my God. Um, should we get into like just sort of the background? Because I think the most important thread between them, Dee and Deandra, is the money and the business aspect is what is really creating such a dysfunction between them. Yeah, I think Deandra's entitlement that she should own ultimate living nutrition <laughs> is pretty much the root of their issues in the relationship because 
I think when Mama D was like, you can come to the company and work here. She basically was like, maybe be a marketing coordinator, like maybe like social media manager, not CEO. And I, I think Mama D realizes that Deandra doesn't have the business mind to become a CEO like it's not like a vanity title and so I think that divide between the two of them is what has created so much great television and and a real tension in their relationship which like they're they are so they are so funny together and Mama D is just a terrifying mother that I would never ever want to be like however I never want her to stop truly honestly like and I think like if we could just even go back to like her childhood I think it's like they were raised obviously very different ways like mama d had no money she like crawled her way into society married a Simmons which is like a billionaire family I think her husband was you know one of the poorer ones but still a multi-multi-millionaire um and so she, you know, Deandra is from a different marriage, a previous marriage, but like she married into that family when Deandra was four. And so Deandra does not know a life without a silver spoon in her mouth. And so to expect Deandra to be as business minded and as like focused and ambitious and as hardworking as Dee was and Dee had to be, I think it's kind of like unfair. I mean, it's like, if you spoil your child rotten, and she's 40-something when she comes on the show, like late 40s, and you're still funding her entire lifestyle, you can't really be surprised that she doesn't know how to do things. Sarah, she had 275 dresses when she was five years old, and 75 <laughs> pairs of shoes. <laughs> like, I love that that was like a theme throughout, like, just to prove that like she, she has no ability to or like she has no work ethic or career drive because she had 275 dresses but right. yeah I totally agree like yeah I think Mama D like didn't go to college grew up really poor and so of course when that sometimes it's the case and then the person comes into money they then spoil their, their kid rotten to give them the life that they didn't have but that does come at a cost because your kid will just be lazy as hell because they aren't having to work like yeah she's in her mid 40s and her mommy still does like her like looks at her credit card statements every month that is so weird and also why deandre is using the business credit card to go to neiman's is also something the irs to look into because (laughs) i'm gonna need yeah the feds to (laughs) do some digging here um so d you know even though d married into wealth like she got her personal wealth because back in like 1996 she was diagnosed with breast cancer and developed a nutrition uh line called like product line called ultimate living which she believes saved her life. So then a year later, they developed a skincare line and most of their early success came from selling the product on Christian television, which is a real treat to hear. Dee Simmons has the face for Christian television. Like she's on the 700 (laughs) Club. I've never seen the program, but I know she's been on it. (laughs) 
<laughs> You're completely right. She's giving you Billy Graham realness. She <laughs> is like, um, yeah, I mean, the way I once listened to a podcast and it was about, no, it was a, maybe it was a, I don't know. Everything's, was it a documentary or was it a podcast? I don't know. But I was consuming some sort of media about um, Tammy Faye Baker and Jim Baker and just the way the Christian television, those people will scam the shit out of you. They get so much money, boatloads and boatloads of money off of their Christian viewers just saying like, oh, you know, this helped me like praise by the blood of Jesus Christ. Like, please give me money. And the money comes rolling in. It's like, sick how much money these people can make off of christian tv just like completely scamming people with products and religion it's wild well that's Crazy. like that one big guy what's his name joel austin yeah like i remember i had a roommate in college and she'd be like oh my god like guess what i'm doing tonight and i'd be like what she'd be like i'm gonna watch this joel austin video and it'd be like a 56 minute thing and she'd be like laughing crying and I'm listening to this I'm like what storytelling <laughs> is he doing that you are like believing and granted like a couple months later we got a massive argument about climate change and how she thinks scientists are lying to us I'm like right 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 because they just spend their entire career and education doing things to lie to us um but that's beside the point but yeah people will buy anything and especially in the name of Jesus if, if Jesus <laughs> says that I should be buying this I'm gonna buy it but it also kind of sounds like Kanye West in a, in a way as you were talking about Christian television I was like is she talking about Jesus West because <laughs> I'm hearing yeah I mean they so like D from there Deandra was working in DC she's working in politics I think under the Bush administration and W Bush and she <laughs> she was offered a job with the Department of Energy. She was just been offered a position as a deputy assistant secretary. She gets a call from deep in the heart of Texas from D saying, I want you to come work for me. This was back in 2004. And you're never going to have an opportunity like this to own your own company. I want to hand over the keys to you you know, mama's business is being handed, like, everything that the son touches is yours, and then we meet Deandra 13 years later in 2017 when she comes on season two of Dallas, and none of that has happened. She developed one product called Hard Night Good Morning, <laughs> and had not been able to, D had not let her have a product since 2007. So, she is now completely frustrated and at the end of the her rope, but it's also like how, like she completely fucked herself over and defucked her over because now she's like so far deep into hoping that she can get a job or take over ultimate living that she's completely abandoned her political career and but it's like she, it's too far. It's too far gone now. Like she can't go back to politics because she's too far out of the game and it's too long. It, you know, it's too, she's put in too much to ultimate living for her to leave now. <laughs> and on top of that, D completely holds the purse strings 
And so if she leaves at all, it's like everything that I have, like, you know, she doesn't even have access to her inheritance because her mom has complete access to any trust that she had until D dies. So she, I mean, everywhere you look, it's just, she's just like fucked, just like completely in the corn maze with no exit. Which, like, I understand where D is coming from in certain situations of being really messed up, like the inheritance stuff. But when you know your daughter is like never going to get a real job, like she never will feel like she needs to, she never felt like she had to learn the business side of the business. Like she was saying, like in one of our first few scenes together, she was like, Tandra, you've never looked at a budget. You don't know anything. So for you to come in here and say you should have the job over some of the people who have worked here for a very long time, who I believe actually resent Deandra for coming in and being like, this is my company. It's like, no, right. <laughs> you have to actually like understand what it takes to run this company, which has been successful for, for a very long time. And then once you learn the ropes and the business, then you can make your way up. Like you don't see Max Vanderpump becoming uh, the manager of the store anytime soon. Like he's, <laughs> like, he's still busboy level. But, like, Lisa Vanderbilt wasn't like, here's the restaurant. You deserve your own restaurant. Here you go. Just because we have money and opportunity for you. Like, I, I could understand why Dee didn't want to just give it all to Deandra. And and I think Deandra is probably lazy as hell. Like, do you really see Deandra, like, sitting in a meeting talking about the font on the bottles of her product, you know, or doing any of, like, the more, like, nitty-gritty kind of boring stuff? No, I oh. can't see her doing any of that. <laughs> Not at all. But then it's like, gosh, it's it's so weird. Like, I just keep ping-ponging back and forth because you're 100% right. But then it's also, like, very clear that, like, the, like, at some point they stopped broadcasting on Christian television. That was, like, the lion's share of how they got their money. So as soon as that stopped, which, I, I mean, who's, who knows what year that was, it's like, I think... Dee purposely kept Deandra from knowing what was going on financially with the company, but also, like, Deandra wasn't really pushing it either. So it was, like, they're both sort of, like, fucking up their own situation. But, yeah, I mean, I think Dee later mentions, like, Deandra, you would come in to the office at 4.30 when everybody leaves at 5. Like, that's not how it works, you know? I love that. That's so cool. God, I wish my parents, like, fucking gave me a company on a silver platter for me to fuck up, you know? Like, I have to work my way up the corporate ladder to then fuck up. It's so rude. Right. It's it so seems like, rude. it seems like she had a lot of fun along the way, that Deandra, to Ooh. a family business. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> So I think after college, I read that she went to Los Angeles to try to be an actress. So obviously she ended up as a reality star, which oftentimes actresses or wannabe actresses become reality stars. <laughs> Every woman on Beverly Hills Housewives. But then I think from there moved to DC and I was reading and like I was reading this article in Dujour magazine or whatever that is and it was saying Simmons form of rebellion was to move to Washington DC I'm like who has ever rebelled to DC like I just think <laughs> that's not the place you go 
What do I know? <laughs> oh, I'm going to rebel against my Republican family and work for George W. Bush. Like, how dare you? <laughs> a Texan who right. her parents <laughs> probably knew because he's rich <laughs> as well. I exactly. actually think I Googled D. Simmons because, and 700 Club because I have nothing else going on. And I saw she was mentioned in a book called American Fascist, The Christian Right and the War on America. So I've got some reading to do. I'm trying to like jump to the page. It's like 135 of this book. I'm like, what did she do? D. Uh, wow. Oh, Google. I fucking love Google. <laughs> the Christian Right and the War on America. Damn. Some hard-hitting oh stuff. Oh, I'm gonna be... Damn, I guess I have to fucking buy this book. <laughs> I feel like I'll put it on my business card. <laughs> so, Dee, Mama D was made for television. She is, like, she's almost, like, not a real person. Like, she's a, the most terrifying woman, both, like, physically and emotionally. And <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, like, could you imagine, like, walking through her house with the lights off and then finding her wig closet? Like, what a terrifying situation absolutely not and to know that she like never wears the same wig twice was that never wears it twice or just has like 150 of the same exact wig yeah just dozens and dozens of wigs wow my wig <laughs> exactly and then she donates them to people like i just want to see the the like poor unfortunate people who are stuck with the mama d wig like I know. Do you think Kim Zolciak will ever move into Mama D wigs? Like, I feel like there's a quick transition. It's like a a hard platinum bond helmet. I would like to see her. I would like to see her try. (laughs) Yeah, she can never even pull it off. (laughs) It's a hard look. Uh, Do we think that um, Mama D's eyeliner is a tattoo? Absolutely. It has to be, or she's actually putting like coal on her eye every morning, like Santa's <laughs> coal. <laughs> and I honestly, speaking of coal, I feel like Mama D was probably like, Andrew, you were a really bad girl. You are getting coal for Christmas. And like right. had like 300 boxes of presents all full of coal. <laughs> <laughs> just, just empty boxes. Yeah, I have yeah. to imagine that there was like a lot of manipulation happening when she was growing up. Um, there was probably a lot of like, because I believe Deandra, well, I don't know what she had, but like Deandra was a larger woman when she was younger. And I have to imagine that was a nightmare for her, um, the hands of Mama D just being like, you know, like much like the Christmas boxes full of coal, just like (laughs) having a Thanksgiving dinner and just be like, Deandra will just have a salad. You know, it's a bra. Sandra's actually doing a liquid diet today. It started this <laughs> morning when she woke up and I told her so. So thank you. Like, I love, um, like, when I watch this, I realize I have, I mean, I didn't realize just now that I have daddy issues, not mommy issues. But then I was just so grateful to have a mom who's pretty normal, never right. would ever be like mean or competitive with me which we see a lot in this. And I think that it was actually something Deandra talked about this past season where she was like, Mama D's super competitive with me. And even Deandra getting on the show and then potentially being overshadowed by D was probably just another dagger. She's like, oh great, my mom has stolen the show. Yet 
again in my life. Yeah. This was absolutely her time to like break out and break free. And I think that like part of, (sighs) there was a scene where we find out that, okay, so season two, the like, starts to cry at the end and talks, she like ceremoniously gives Deandra the keys that were probably not even the keys to the actual office, just some keys that she found on the street somewhere. <laughs> like and the big like, Fisher Price keys. <laughs> like they have babies. Exactly. It was like, Deandra, I'm just so tired. Like, I just want you to do everything. Like, here, here are the keys. Like, you can have it. And um, I just... I just can imagine that, like, okay, so then between season two and three, we find out that that was all a farce, that the, like, basically completely reneged on uh, the offer and all the tears that she cried, the two to three tears that came out of her terrifying eyes, and said, I'm I'm still going to take over the business, and then they get into a fight about it. At one point, Dee says that Deandra verbally abused her, and that's why they stopped talking for a month. And (laughs) it's just, like, the most psychotic thing. Like, you're totally right. Like, thanking God, you know, above for my relationship with my mother, that it will never, ever be this psychotic and dysfunctional. No, my mom wants the best for me. If my mom had a company that I could run, she'd be excited to give it to me because I probably have been working my butt off for her my whole life. You should know the business inside and out at a certain point. But Deandra is too busy, like, you know, traveling with Jeremy and doing all these other things where it's like, you can't have it both ways in a way, which kind of sucks. And it's not like, you know, people say you can't have it all. Like, and you can to an extent, but you can't come in at four thirty when the workday ends at five. Yeah, you're cool. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like as soon as I could have like driven or like at fourteen fifteen tops, I probably would have been in the office at least on the weekends, like mm-hmm. learning the ins and outs, uh, licking stamps, writing, you know, <laughs> filling out pay, like whatever, just like filling out things that I could, copying something that would have like trained me at all. So it's like it, it's. <sighs> It, it seems like they have a really small family and that Dee and Deandra, in terms of their immediate family, are really all that they have. Like, there are no siblings, mm-hmm. no more husband, Deandra doesn't have kids. So it's like, they, they're all that they've got. And I have a feeling that Dee was like, I need my girl to come back to Texas, but I'm also not going to do anything to really help her. I know she's spoiled. And I'm going to hold that over her head for the rest of my life. <laughs> like, it, it's wild, wild, wild. They had one conversation where Dee was just like an icon. Deandra walks into the office and she goes, well, you look nice. Is that a new dress? That's a dumb question. Everything you buy, is, everything you have is new. Like, just, uh. <laughs> <laughs> why would you say that? Uh, it's so, so so good and there was another scene that I had been like dying to talk to you about <laughs> where Cameron, Cameron has a launch party for her sp- sparkle dog Pink. Oh. <laughs> 
And they have a, she hired like a dog psychic. So Deandra brings Gypsy and Dixie, which are two problematic names for pets. And (laughs) and, um, she was like, oh, I want to know about Gypsy because Gypsy doesn't really cuddle with me and she doesn't really follow me around the house the way Dixie does. And like, can you just tell me like what the issue is? So the psychic says, Gypsy was rejected by her mother and she was the runt of the family because she probably like her mom probably didn't let her like feed from her nipple that much and you know and so this is kind of like how she gets by is like she doesn't really have that attachment to her and so she's attached but then Deandra goes but does she love me and she's like I want you to know Gypsy loves you very much she thinks she loves her mommy so much. And then Deandra starts to cry. Oh. <laughs> because... <laughs> Maybe my mom will love me one day. Like, I love Gypsy. <laughs> exactly. She's like, I'm sorry. I just feel like this was the same relationship with me and my mom. And the psychic tells her that Gypsy said to her, please help my mom, meaning Deandra because she's working too hard and she's at the end of her rope. Gypsy the dog thinks that Deandra's at the end of her rope. Gypsy knows that Deandra (laughs) does nothing all day. Like, Gypsy sees it all day long. He's sitting on the couch, moving from the couch to the bedroom, sitting around and then going in the car, going to Neiman's, getting lunch. Like, Gypsy knows everything. That's not forget. Gypsy doesn't follow you around because she knows you're not an alpha. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, that scene really, really killed me, and it was just so telling. So telling. Um, I'm a dog psychic. That's that's a new one. That's a new one. (laughs) I need to get into that business, frankly. Um, I know. I feel like you have a really, like, soothing voice, and I feel like I don't have a dog, but if I met you and you were like, I do dog readings, I'd be like, I think my dog actually would really resonate with you. So come on over. <laughs> I would, I don't know if I would do that. Oh, wait, what would show was it? Oh, it was uh, Shots of Sunset this past season where Mike was like, you know, man, like I got a, like, a, a massage for my dog. And like this dog groomer came, oh, yeah. dog, <laughs> like massager came. And was massaging the dog so aggressively. He he was covered head to toe in black, and the dog hair was just everywhere. And the two of them are like him and Nima are having a fight. But this man, like you see in the background, just like massaging this dog's like legs and stuff. Like I I watched why this is what people spend their money on, and then in twenty years they're like Mike owes seven hundred thousand dollars to the IRS and hasn't paid a single like bill in 30 years it's like oh well yeah but he got the dog massage (laughs) the Frenchie had a lot of tightness in his neck and (laughs) he does have really cute Frenchies I will say he does he really does Uh, um so what what also can we get into I think it's very interesting that like D kind of is in a situation maybe similar to Candy in that she married a guy who does not come from money. She married for love. And so she really can't rely on, you know, Jeremy 
Brendan Fraser look like Jeremy to to like be her safety net, you know? Like she really has to go out on her own. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But I think it's kind of morbid and fucked up to say this, but I feel like Sandra is just like kind of waiting for D to die and I feel like D is like I am going to be cryogenically frozen like Austin Powers and I will <laughs> live forever like I, I will never die you will never see this money like you need to earn it or actually kill me and then maybe you'll have to go to prison <laughs> like you'll yeah. never see this money and so I think like Deandra is kind of just waiting in the water until maybe one day she gets this inheritance, but I don't know. And it, even like the home she lives in is this beautiful big house that you know Deandra has paid for and Mama D subsequently has paid for. Even that, it's like your home was given to you. You don't work. And then season one, she was like, I finally got a raise. And I'm like, I wonder what her salary is. Like, what do you think she gets oh. paid to do like she just gets like a salary because she's the kid of the owner which I know a rich girl whose parents have a company and she gets a nicely every two week check for doing nothing out uh, of the business and yeah. again my parents clearly didn't work hard <laughs> enough to get me that situation but honestly like I would never want to feel so indebted to my parents and have to be like, hey, mom, can I buy a Jeep? You know, when I'm 45 years old, that's weird oh, and sad. Like, and I think, you know, Sandra also discussed having a, a cocaine problem when she was in her late 20s and that her father was an alcoholic and that she went to rehab and has had issues with drinking. Leanne brought it up this past season too. And I think that's maybe even another thing that maybe Dee holds over her where her entire brand is based on like ultimate living, like nutritional products to make mm-hmm. yourself healthy, to be cured from cancer, whatever, whatever these products are. And so I could even see Mama D gaslighting Deandra into thinking she can't do things and isn't good enough and might slip or have a moment or, you know, I could see like that also kind of being another thing where she's like, I don't want to you know, give you this trust, because I don't know, can I trust you? Will something happen? Like, and that's, I just finished watching Succession, and it was a similar thing, where, like, the lead guy, Kendall, like, 
was going to get the company and then has like a cocaine problem and a drinking problem. And then the dad is like, you're not fit to run the company. And it was like another thing where he's like, no, I've worked my whole life. I am ready to do it. But that's just one part of me. That doesn't mean I'm unfit to run a company, but it's a tangible thing that D could use against Deandra that Deandra really can't deny. Totally. Like, I mean, it's also fully like ego on D's part. It's like, she there was a scene another scene that popped out to me that um she has a talk <laughs> with Deandra and then she says Dee starts off by saying you know you're an only child and that can be created like a really complicated situation in your parents and especially with moms and daughters jealousy can arise especially if they're good looking and Deandra looks at her like which one of us are you referring to <laughs> like are you yeah, saying like, that yeah. I'm jealous of you <laughs> because you're better <laughs> looking <laughs> and you can just tell that Deandra was like I could say so many things right now and she does in a talking head she says what would I why would I be jealous of her I'm 28 years younger than her I look great my skin is great and my face still moves so what is it that I'm jealous of you about well I think like even they said in the first few episodes Mama D won like 35 pageant crowns so she must have been a babe and you know she's gorgeous for 147 years old yeah but like however old she is but I could even see that being a thing because even in the younger photos I saw of Deandra, she was beautiful. And I think she might've put on some weight maybe after rehab, because generally like if you stop doing cocaine, you put on weight. Um, don't know from experience, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm like actually Deandra. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I could see Mama D just being brutal about how she looks at every little thing and being perfect and looking perfect even like her home like D was Deandra had D coming over for lunch and she was like you better take out the china you better take out the butter knife you better take out this thing and every single thing that Deandra said like she better do D made a comment about being like oh you took out the good dishes oh no butter dish oh okay right. okay you know, Jeremy's basically just, like, taking a fucking, like, bite out of whatever with his hands and, like, not <laughs> prim and proper. And Mama D is just looking at him like, God, at least you're fucking hot. Like, you've got no money, but you've clearly got something going for you on the face. It's surprising to me that there has never been, like, anything that we've seen on TV about D being, like, judgmental of Deandra for marrying Jeremy, especially because... A, he didn't come from money. B, he doesn't really have a job. And so Jeremy is probably just as re- reliant on D for finances as much as Deandra is. Totally. C, well, I think that's maybe even... Oh. oh, oh. C, Jeremy has kids, which I feel like is probably scandalous in the Texas world. Yeah, definitely. And, like, kids who, like, are also, like, lazy as hell. There was, like, that moment where like Deandra was talking to I think like Colton or what's his name Keaton 
And she was like, I can't believe you're moving out of here after two months. You will never graduate college. You will never do anything with your life. And I was like, bitch, you are literally looking in the mirror and talking to yourself. As, but it's just a 21-year-old, your 21-year-old stepson. And also, of course, he doesn't want to live in this house. You are here all day not working. You sit in the house all day. He does too, but he's 21 and like finishing up college or whatever in college. So <laughs> it's a little bit different, but okay. Right. It's like they'd only been married for a few years. It's not like Deandra's been around since they were like boys and she really raised them. Like they've been living at their mom's house. They don't need some lady who's still on a, you know, on a trust fund yelling at them about how they're not starters. And they probably also see the fact that as much as D holds the purse strings for Deandra, Deandra holds them for Jeremy and they're like, wow, dad. <laughs> does right. nothing all day too doesn't even try to contribute takes photos and attempts to sell them but that's you know not always the most lucrative career unless you're like working consistently as a photographer but uh dad doesn't do anything and just milks this woman's dead stepfather's money like what huh like i could imagine that not being the best thing for your son to be hanging around <laughs> right like yeah our dad went on one safari in africa and he's been trying to sell the photos ever since like you know like what, what is going on here um yeah i just i really it's one of the most compelling relationships d and deandra i think we've seen in bravo housewives history like mother daughter aside i think just their whole relationship is so complicated and layered and just like there's one point where they broke the fourth wall and Deandra was in a talking head and the producers asked her like would you be willing to you know like disinherit yourself so you could have freedom and Deandra's like no not a chance like I'm almost 50 I've gone too far now I'm not gonna let this go like not at all are you crazy? <laughs> I'm like, I mean, to I, give up now, like, that'd be crazy. Mama D is 80 plus years old, you know, God willing, she'll live another 10, 15 years, whatever. But, you know, for her to give up now, it'd be like, pointless. And then also, she'd have nothing, nothing to fall back on. This is her life, begging for her dress. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, there, what would it all have been for? Like all of this, like push and pull between them to end it now. It's like, why? She would have to be stupid. Totally. <laughs> One other thing I always found interesting about D and Mama D was Mama D's relationship with Leanne. I yes. think Leanne looked at D as a mother figure, and I think D liked Leanne because she was scrappy you know worked her way up to whatever she did the charity world you know had a really tough childhood and has had to overcome a lot of obstacles and as much as like Leanne is incredibly flawed but in her first few seasons she was really personable and she was like winning awards in the charity scene and and really helping and and doing good so I think like Dee and Deandra and Leanne were all kind of like girls and then I think once 
Deandra started like hanging out with the other women and being a little bit more on their sides versus Leanne. And Leanne was like talking in Mama D's ear probably and, you know, giving her the whole sob story and probably making D feel for her. That was then like another dagger in Deandra's heart where it's like, damn, and now like you're kind of choosing my friend over me. Like, what is it? Like, am I your kid? Like, do you even care? Yeah, you're absolutely weird. It's probably, yeah, I happen to imagine that, like, Mama D probably saw a lot of herself in Leanne mm-hmm. um, for the exact reasons why you described, like, making her way, crawling her way to the top, like, coming from nothing, and then making her way into Dallas society in a way that, like, Deandra would have never had to worry about, and I did catch a scene where um, Deandra is confiding in Leanne about potentially taking Hard Night Good Morning on her own because he owned it under the alternate living umbrella mm-hmm. and then she's like but you know if I do that I get nothing like the day that I break free the only money that I will have will be the money that I start making that from that day and um Leanne said something to her like I, I don't know. She just like went really hard to bat for Mama D and was like, you're so selfish, so self-centered. Like, how could you do this? Like, you know, like really went in complete defense of Mama D. And I think D really fell for that. And so she really mm-hmm. like, we, they had a falling out, Deandra and Leanne because of it. And D really inserted herself in trying to get them back together as friends, like in a way that I think was a little excessive, but it made sense now that you're mentioning it. It's like, yeah, I bet that like D really sees herself in the end or Leanne. Yeah. I don't know how much about that now considering (laughs) Leanne is like, (laughs) oh my God. Well, I know I was texting you last night, like it was a shame because in the first few seasons of Leanne being on the show, she was so funny. Like, she was crazy, absolutely out of her mind and her, like, stage makeup and everything about her was incredibly flawed, but honest and real and raw and funny and pretty. Like, she had a lot of all these great things going on for her, but then I think the fame kind of got to her. And then, you know, after being on the show for, what is it, six, seven years, like, the, the we were pivoted, pivoted right into the racism, which seems like a real choice. <laughs> seems like that happens when people get like a couple years on the show. <laughs> In the beginning, they're probably a little scared. And then especially someone like Leanne, who was the quote unquote like star of the show. In my eyes, like, you know, whether Jack thinks he's the star, or Vicky thinks she's the star or Nini or whomever. You know, they're like, this is my show. This is my show. I feel like Leanne was very much like that. And then mm-hmm. she got a little too comfortable. And girl, like, you could talk about getting your dick sucked at the roundup. And that's hilarious. Like, <laughs> we're like, people don't care about if they're shaming um, a man and, like, his sexual desires. Um, but, yeah, when you start making fun of your Mexican co-host in such a disrespectful and gross tone, then, yeah, you gotta go. You have to go. You get the boot. Um, I, 
I just loved it. So we find out like in season three, again, Dee decides to give the company to Deandra. And then we again. <laughs> and then we find in season four that Deandra finds out that there's basically no money. We get a whole clip of Deandra being like, okay, well, how much time do we have left? And the accountant's like, 90 days. <laughs> and Deandra is rightfully pretty pissed. Like, I, you know, it, you could say a lot about her being lazy or not being involved in the company, but you also shouldn't hand somebody a company that only has three months left of capital before it's completely folding. That is the most D. Simmons thing in the world. She's like, maybe if you ever even looked at the balance sheet, you would know there wasn't even a dime to even get. So <laughs> good luck. Like, good <laughs> luck. It's so funny. It's so fucked up. She set her up like no other. And then Mama D is like, I don't know what you're talking about. What? What? <laughs> I, me? Did I see you? No. Whatever. <laughs> You know, it was just so, like, you really pretended like it wasn't actually exactly how it was. When it, even Deandra was like, this is very clearly what you did. She's like, nope, 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 nope. I would never do that to you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. There was a scene where they go out with like some of their family members, and Jeremy's there. And Jeremy asks Dee if she feels any type of way. Like, do you feel bad at all that you <laughs> gave Deandra this completely flop of a company? She's like, No, I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> That is the most psychotic thing to say to somebody. And then they do a talking head with Dee where she is like, I wouldn't invest one dime into her company because I think it's going to fail. Also, when you have so much money and you're not willing to give like a little bit of it to like your child to help them. Like what, why even have money? But again, like I think Deandra is someone who would squander it. They'd give her $200,000 and she'd be like, great, I'm going to have a launch party that's going to cost 181000 After that, we got about 19000 for the company. And at that point, why do anything? Let's go to Neiman's. <laughs> you know? So I feel like even if she did get some money, she would immediately spend it poorly. <laughs> yeah, completely. And I just, um, wh- what do you speculate in terms of 
Deandra's inheritance. Do you think that there is money specifically set up for her that Dee has not touched? Do you think that there is money in the bank like Deandra is hoping? Because I feel like they're probably running off of maybe a couple million dollars. I think it has to be a lot of money because they're oil money. And so that's like old, old, old money. And I know there's a lot of things when it comes to trust. Like I'm not, I don't have any money, but a guy I dated came from a ton of money and his dad died um, about a year ago. And so he came into all of this money. Sadly, we are no longer together. So I don't even get to see it. But um, you can send me that number when you're done. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I would never do that to you, a friend or a loved one. <laughs> um, I wish I could say his name and blast him, but um, he wouldn't even listen. So anyways, but I know there was like a ton of rules about his trust and even like what he could put the money towards. Like he, like he was able to access the trust only when the dad was dead so I'm kind of under the impression that maybe her dad didn't put the trust in her name but put it in Dee's name which is why mm-hmm. she only gets the money when Dee dies because like there's no way that she wouldn't have been able to access that money had her father wanted her to have it period like he clearly was like a smart businessman he would have had the proper attorney is reviewing the documents to allow her to get it when she's you know 51 or you know I have another other rich friend which like okay like why are my friends so rich and not giving me money (laughs) um I keep going back to this but I have another rich friend and she gets you know x amount of dollars when she turns 30 and so again she is very much so like a D Simmons a DeAndre Simmons who doesn't work and is just counting down the days before her 30th birthday but it just seems mm-hmm. weird that it wouldn't be an option for D to even touch it or even to have an opportunity like I don't know about trust but I know like maybe she could talk with the lawyer or the person at the bank and to get like a fee if she were take if she took the money out early or whatever like I just feel like at this point it would have been figured out but I really just think D is going to be like actually I changed your inheritance and it is all going to your dog Gypsy because <laughs> Gypsy needs deep therapy <laughs> like I feel like she'll leave like all of her money to Gypsy or yeah something not real just to really screw Deandra in every single way like I really think she kind of hates Deandra in a mean mean way for sure I think she Absolutely. probably is, like, just tearing through that inheritance since ultimate living failed and she's like well I've got plenty of money like I don't know what what you're doing but I'm fine so like I don't even think she really gives a fuck what Deandra has after she dies because what's Deandra gonna do like she's gonna have nobody to answer to she's gonna be like you know what honey you do not get an inheritance you get to inherit the company it's down the toilet but at least you get this I'm trying to find how much her trust fund is which like why would that ever be on the internet (laughs) but I'm really trying do you have any any other things that you would like to mention about them how I think their Um, relationship might be more dysfunctional than Leanne's relationship with her mother 
Yeah, that's another hard one. I mean, I think it's just different. Leanne's mom was 17 when she had her and didn't have money and was on the Carney Circus and in the Carney Circuit, not the Carney Circus. <laughs> um, and so I think it just was different. But Leanne also probably at an early age realized she doesn't need to rely on her mom. Whereas Deandra will have to rely on her mom until the day she's dead. So mm-hmm. I think it's just like a control thing. And knowing that your mom like thinks so poorly of you must be so damaging. Whereas Leanne at least is like close with her grandma who helped raise her and clearly has friends and you know has had a charity life and a a real career before being on the housewives and has done things for herself where d is always just kind of in riding on the coattails of deandra was always riding on the coattails of d even the fact that like deandra is named after d like (laughs) deandra like (laughs) even their names are the same like they couldn't even think of anything like that to be creative with a name but I don't know I I think it's a really interesting way of looking at you know housewives and I think when we started talking about doing this you know five years ago um you know it was kind of like like, oh yeah like let's do it and then we immediately thought of Dee and Deandra and then we started talking about other ones where it was like oh my god Dale and Tinsley oh my god Mama Joyce and Candy Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Vicky and Brianna. Like there are so many interesting mother-daughter relationships on these shows. But I think Dee and Deandra have a really problematic one because business is involved and there's money hanging over someone's head, which will make someone do really, really nasty shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And like there's definitely money situation with like Tinsley and Dale. But yeah. not in the same way, because need, I don't think Dale ever worked a day since she got no, married. No, 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 <laughs> Actively so, not working. So, yeah, I mean, wow. What a history. What, what a whole thing we just went through. I, I feel lighter. Honestly, same. <laughs> I'm about to eat some pizza. This feels really good. I'm excited that um, we started this journey together. And wait, should we decide who we're doing next on this one to get people really excited? And also so I can get excited and have an excuse for watching. For something? sure. What should we should do? We, should we go to New York or should we go to Atlanta? Because I feel like... Well, speaking for myself, I think mama joyce and candy i feel like i'm gonna have to rewatch like six or eight seasons of television (laughs) i'm like maybe we'll do tinsley first just because it's less visual like it's less time she's been on screen um and then maybe candy but then i'm trying to think like there's freaking what's her name candace and her mom in potomac dorothy oh 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 yeah maybe we should either do candace and the doctor or tinsley we should do we should do candace and the doctor because that mother is a psychologist oh she is paid to help people (laughs) and she treats her daughter like an actual dog (laughs) (laughs) i just got chills this this feels right and i think that's what we're doing 
This feels so right. I'm really excited for next month's <laughs> installment of Mommy Dearest. <laughs> oh my god. Well, bless you, Megan. This was so, um, so much fun. You too. This made my week. <laughs> um, so this is going to be going up on my feed, but obviously find Megan over at Bravo Happy Hour. Woo! Tuesdays and Thursdays. Oh, no. Tuesdays and Fridays. I got new days, so I have to like learn everything and I'm dyslexic, so I just mess everything up. And you've, you've got a, a burgeoning YouTube happening, right? Oh my god. I have like three people watch these videos. I'm paying someone <laughs> to edit them and I'm like, okay, so I'm actually losing so much. Um, <laughs> but I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm trying. So that's Okay, well subscribe to Bravo <laughs> Happy Hour anyway and we'll just see what happens. <laughs> yes, thank you. I'm like, I can't guarantee anything will be good, but it's there. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. And this is, uh, well, where can people listen to your show? I mean, obviously, you're listening. Oh, um, where can they find me? You can find me at Everyone's Business But Mine, the podcast, the Instagram with the same name. I'm out here. I'm out here in these streets. You can find me in these streets. Even Bye. though it's about to rain in these streets and so I it's know. Yeah. Oh. All right. All right. This was great. Oh, oh All right. Yeah. We'll talk soon.